Yep, never heard that one. How many that was the first time you've ever heard it? <laughs> okay. Oh, you, Danny's the only one who's ever heard that song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when he says he remembers it, it doesn't mean anything, you know? I, you know. I, I, uh, Perry and Dawn, I uh, understand, were in South Carolina to hear Jonathan deliver his first sermon today. That's pretty amazing for them to drive all the way out there for that. He was thrilled. There's a picture of him on uh, Facebook with them, and everything went really well today, and he's really excited about jumping into that. And, of course, we're prayerful about that and joyful for him and that experience. Also, our young people are going to be out at camp. If you're not there yet and you're headed there, well, there's Nathan right there. Everybody stand and stare at him at that awkward silence. Uh, he had the most unique baptism that I can remember. We had no water in the baptistry, so we go to the, uh, the Madden's house and have a baptism out there. I will never forget your baptism, Nathan. Neither will you. Neither will the rest of us. The uh, first time the Church of Christ went without water. I can't wait to tell my Methodist friends. <laughs> it really happened once. Anyway, uh, so that was kind of weird. But anyway, there is water now. So anybody who wants it tonight, we're, we're right here ready, okay? So it's, it's ready. Uh, but camp is a big deal, and I appreciate the church getting behind this with the cost and effort and the manpower, because anytime you ask young people where their faith comes from, how it was strengthened and all that, uh, they're always going to answer the church camp experience. It's a great thing, and so be prayerful about our young people out there, and for Michael and April and everybody who's out there trying to make that uh, as successful as it can be. In light of that, I knew there wouldn't be a whole, I, I didn't figure there'd be a whole lot of people here tonight, a lot of people traveling and stuff, so I decided to just tell a story. Uh, a few years ago, I can't even remember how long, it must have been 20-something 20, 20 years ago, I was listening to a cassette tape sermon, and in the middle of it was this African-American guy talking about African-American preaching. My favorite preaching is African-American preaching when they really, really get into the cadence and all that, and he was he was trying to teach us how to do some of that, and I decided to give it a shot a little bit, and he talked about how you could carve stories, he demonstrated it, and I thought, I'm going to try this, and so I created this story, or, 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 or I'm going to tell you, don't, don't expect this to be African-American preachings, so I'm going to tell you that, okay, so it's not going to get there, but I decided just to kind of go through it and, and uh, use some of the stories he used in a different way and have some fun with it, and so I hope tonight we just have a little bit of fun. Uh, Melissa says, I owe it to you because the sermon was too long this morning. That's what she says. She's your greatest advocate. She said, it took you forever to land that plane. But I don't want to hear any amends about that, okay? So I want you to picture this. The question of the hour is, why did that man climb that tree? Now, don't tell me it's because he's short. I know that. But, uh, and you can picture him. How, how does he look? Does he look like Matt next to you? He kind of does look like Matt next to me. Uh, but he's, he's this chief tax collector. He's a very dignified person in the Roman circles, but in Jewish circles he's hated. And for some reason, he risks, he risks great indignity uh, of being a person who's dressed well and represents Rome, climbing a tree, and you go, why would he do that? What would drive a man who doesn't have a whole lot of awareness of Jesus to go to that length to see him? When crowds were getting in the way, even God's own disciples getting in the way, Jesus' own disciples getting in the way, so many things getting in the way, and he's determined. I think it goes something like this. 
Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and he was used to it. And he got up one day and he said, okay, here's a day. This is the day. I, he puts aside, because he's chief tax collector, he doesn't have to do it every day. He gets to pick the days that he does it. And so this is the day and he hates it. He hates it because nobody likes paying their taxes. Nobody's ever ready. Everybody kind of stumbles on their words and tries to delay him. And sometimes he has to take drastic measures that people don't like. He's not looking forward to this day, but you know what? It's his, it's his career. It's his job. So he goes that day to start collecting taxes, and he knocks on the first house. And to the door comes this woman who is terribly pale. She's as white as a, as a ghost. She looks awful. Her hair is disheveled. Her, her, her clothes are just out of order. She just looks awful. And he, he almost feels sorry for her, almost. Zacchaeus doesn't feel sorry for anybody. And he says, ma'am, uh, are you the owner of this house? And she says, yes. He says, well, I'm Zacchaeus, and I'm the chief tax collector. As you know, I come around every year, and I, here's the amount you owe for your taxes this year. Are you ready to pay your taxes? And the woman said, I wanted to. I, have a, I had a good job, but I've had this illness for a long time, years, and it got to me this year. I've spent everything I've made on doctors trying to solve this dilemma. It's a blood disease that I cannot fix, and I feel terrible, I'm weak, I can't do my job anymore, and therefore I can't pay my taxes. And Zacchaeus has heard this so many times. Well, I'm going to make a special deal for you. I'm going to come back in one month, and you will have to pay this amount of your taxes. And if you can't pay them that day, you have your deed to your house ready. I'm taking ownership of this house. It becomes mine in 30 days. You've got 30 days to come up with this amount. And the woman, as if life hasn't been bad enough, just looks down with a forlorn look. She knows she's in trouble, but there's nothing she can do about it. She slams a door and he walks out, not unused to this, but... Still, it's unpleasant. He keeps walking. He walks a certain number of miles, and he knocks on another door. And he hears kind of a tapping. It's, it's sort of like a, a stick on concrete kind of sound. And then he starts hearing this sniffing sound on the other side of the door, and he's a little worried about this. And, and suddenly the door opens, and there's a man who's kind of looking beyond Zacchaeus, looking kind of at him but over his head. And Zacchaeus says, Sir, are you the owner of this house? And he says, Yes. Still kind of looking beyond him, right? Zacchaeus says, uh, I'm here to collect your taxes. Here's the amount you owe. The man says, I can't see that. I can't see that. I'm totally blind. You're going to have to tell me the amount. And Zacchaeus told him the amount, and the man says, I do not have that. I sit on the roadside begging a lot, and I do pretty well sometimes, but my vision's gotten so bad that I've had to buy a seeing eye dog. You have any idea how expensive those things are? to train those dogs to see for me. You've met him. He was there at the door when you opened it. And I, I don't have that kind of money with me. And Zacchaeus said, well, I'll make you the same deal I did the lady just down the, down the way a little bit. And if you'll be ready in 30 days, and if you're not ready to pay this amount that I've just told you, then you need to have your deed ready because this house becomes mine. So this can be my house in 30 days if you can't pay your taxes. The man says, well, I'll do what I can, but I'll promise nothing. Closes the door, and Zacchaeus walks away thinking, I can see how this day is going to go. It's going to go like this all day long. As he enters the third house, 
he opens like the gate to the yard, and this lady is in the yard looking off in the distance somewhere, and he comes up with his spiel, I'm Zacchaeus, I'm the chief tax collector, and I'm here to collect your taxes. Are you ready to pay up? And the woman, as if she didn't even hear a word he said, starts talking about her story. We were happily married. He was a good man, a good provider. He had a great job, so did I. We had kids, and I was able to stay at home, and he was continuing to work, but then one day he went out of his mind. i got to tell you, he went totally out of his mind. He had to leave the house. He's up there, up there in that cemetery up there, roaming around the headstones. He doesn't have a, a stitch of clothing on him. He's gone nuts, and I've had friends go up there to try to, to calm him down, to reason with him. They've even chained him, but every time they chain him, he just rips those chains off. He's gone totally crazy, and now all my income is gone. I've got to raise my kids here by myself the money's gone I can't do anything with these taxes that you're asking for Zacchaeus just kind of sighs and he says well this seems to be the day for these arrangements I'll give you 30 days but at the end of that 30 days if you can't pay this amount I just told you you have the deed to your house ready and you have to find another place to stay because your house becomes mine that's just the way it has to be. The Roman government has to have their taxes. And the woman just stays there looking up in a distant look at the place in the area where her husband is roaming around. And Zacchaeus shows himself out. He keeps walking. He's thinking of this woman, this demon-possessed man, this blind man. He's thinking about these stories, thinking, how are these people? In 30 days, he's going to have to come back, and he's got to bring a policeman with him. These people are not going to go peacefully. He decides, maybe my luck will turn at this next house, and he knocks on the door, and, and a woman comes, and she's completely dressed in black with a veil from head to toe. It's a woman he remembers from the last year he was here, and he says, ma'am, uh, She's always paid on time. He's got that in his records, and he's kind of excited, like maybe he'll get some progress here. And, and ma'am, uh, you, uh, but he's kind of taken aback by all that black, right? And there are family members gathered around a table in the kitchen. He can see just as the door is open, and the woman is upset. He says, ma'am, I'm Zacchaeus. You may remember me from last year, and I'm here to collect your taxes. She says, I know who you are. I know what you're here for. And I'm always prepared, as you know. I pay every time. And Zacchaeus says, yes, and I appreciate you for that. And, and, and she says, but let me tell you what happened this year. You may remember a couple years ago my husband died, and it became a real struggle, but, but still I was able to pay, pay my taxes because I have a son. He turned 12 this year, and he died. And every penny I had saved to pay taxes and do other things is going to pay for the funeral. The funeral is this afternoon. So everything I was going to pay to you for taxes is going for a funeral. There's just no way that I can pay it today. And Zacchaeus, if there was ever a time he was actually moved by something, it was moved. He was moved by this woman. He said, ma'am, I'm sorry for your loss. I know how difficult it is to survive without a husband or son. But in 30 days, you're going to have to have your tax money. And if you don't, have the deed to your house. Because I'm going to take ownership of this house if I have to, to pay your taxes. And the woman just quietly closed the door and walked back to where 
the funeral meal was being served. Zacchaeus decided that's enough for this day. That's enough stuff for today. He, he goes back home and he tries to distract himself with other things and he waits for 30 days. And he just does not look forward to this. He's thinking, I'm going to be taking ownership. I'm going to have deeds all around me because I'm going to have all these houses that I'm going to have to figure out how to sell to get the money out of to pay the taxes. But 30 days goes and 30 days goes by. He comes back and he says, okay, now's the day. He comes to the first house, and he knocks on the door, and to the door comes a very young, good-looking, vibrant guy. It's not the woman at all, the woman who looked older than she was and was all kind of... And he says, sir, did you buy this house? Did... No, 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 I'm not here. I'm just picking up my date for the day. He thought, man, he's desperate to be picking up this woman. I mean, she's... Let me get the, let me get the lady, uh, the one who owns this house. And so the lady comes, and she looks amazing. Makeup, lipstick, she's vibrant, she's full and healthy. And, and he's going, uh, is, is this your, are you the, the same lady that was here 30 days ago? And she said, yeah, I remember you, Zacchaeus. You're, you're here for the taxes. Yeah, but uh, man, what happened to you? Oh, I've got to tell you the story. Let me tell you what happened. I'd heard rumors about this guy coming through town, and I thought, you know what? No doctor can fix this. I've spent everything I can with doctors to try to fix this problem. I've lost my job, basically, because of it. But I hear that Jesus is coming, and because Jesus is coming through town, I thought, if I can just touch, if I can just reach, if all these stories are true, and everything people saying is really true to his nature, I can sneak up in the crowd and I can just touch the hem of his robe and maybe this will be solved. Maybe all what the doctors couldn't do, Jesus can. And so that's what I did. I snuck up behind him while everybody was kind of bumping into him and stuff and I reached up with a purpose and I touched him and I knew instantly that I'd been healed. And I thought I would weasel my way out of there, but no, he turned around and said, who touched me? And he made me stand up and tell the story, and everybody knew at that moment I was clean. And you know what? I came and I got my job back, and I was just paid yesterday, and here's your tax money. This is my house. Get out of my house! Zacchaeus was amazed. This woman looked terrible 30 days ago and looks brand new today because she met this guy. Wow, I wish that happened to everybody, but he's not real hopeful for that. So he walks a few miles to the next house, and he knocks on the door. There's no tapping. There's no dog sound. There's nothing. Again, a man comes to the door, and Zacchaeus says, Are you? Because he opens the door, and the man's just looking at him, looking straight, pupil to pupil, right? He's fully present in this, and he can see this guy, and Zacchaeus says, you look like the same guy, but can you see me? And the man says, I see you clearly. Let me tell you what happened to me. I was sitting on the roadside begging near Jericho. We move around trying to find places where the most money is, and, and all of a sudden a man was walking by, and I'd heard rumors about him, but he was walking right by, and this crowd was murmuring about this guy coming, and I wasn't going to let this moment pass. I, wasn't gonna, I, I didn't care how indignified it looked. I didn't care what anybody else thought. I yelled out, hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody turned around and said, hey, shut up. Shut up, old man. Just leave him alone. He's, he's on better business than this. But Jesus stopped in the middle of that road, and he looked at me, and he says, what can I do for you? And I asked him to give me my sight. 
And he gave me my sight. Just like that. So I sold the seeing eye dog, and I got a job, and I got paid yesterday, and here's the money I owe you. Now get out of my house! Wow, Zacchaeus thought. A woman who can be healed with a touch, a man who can be given sight with just a touch of this man's hand. He goes on to the next house, and there, <laughs> there is the woman at a swing set in her front yard swinging her kids. No longer looking off in the distance. And he says, uh, ma'am, I'm Zacchaeus. She says, I know who you are. Come on in. And so he went through the gate and he went up to this woman and he says, um, you know, I was here 30 days ago. You kind of know the deal, right? She says, yeah, but I've got somebody for you to meet. Don't worry, fully clothed. Okay. But let me tell you the story first. My husband was roaming around in those cemetery graveside things and you know unclothed and not able to be in his right mind and suddenly Jesus got out of a boat and he went to that part on the other side of this hill here and Jesus met him and his name was legion by that time because he was so full of these evil demons that had taken possession of him and and Jesus and Jesus calm this man down my husband was calmed down by Jesus when Jesus sent all those evil spirits into some pigs and they 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 stormed over the the hill and landed in the lake on the other side and all that deviled ham just went away just like that and my husband was immediately brought back to his right mind and he was sitting there and he had some conversations with Jesus and people brought him clothes and he came home that day and he went back to work that day and he became a dad again that day and my husband again that day and he's a provider and he just got paid yesterday and here's the money we owe for our taxes. Now get out of my house. Pretty dumbfounded. Zacchaeus decided... That's pretty amazing, a man like this. Same man met these three people, different places and different settings, but he's able to heal a bleeding woman and give sight to a blind man and even to cast the demons out of this crazy man. But he knows better than to hope that this next house could have been fixed. The boy was dead. So he comes up to the door and he has a little nervousness and he's shaking a little bit because he feels awful about what he's about to do. But he doesn't really have any choice and he knocks on the door. And opening the door is a 12-year-old boy. And Zacchaeus looks down at him and says, Son, is this, do you live here? Are you a new resident of this house? No, I've lived here all my life. And Zacchaeus says, is your mom home? Yeah, I'll go get her. And so he ran around the couch to the other room and brought back this woman, no longer dressed in black. And Zacchaeus says, ma'am, you're going to have to explain how the boy that you buried a month ago answered your door. She said, I'd love to tell you this story. Shortly after you left and we had this meal together, we, we put his body in the beer, the funeral beer, and we were walking it through town. It's a funeral procession, 
like every other funeral I've ever been, to, ever been to. I was grieving. I was out in front of it. I was weeping uncontrollably. It's my only offspring that I have, the only family that I've got. And as we were walking out of town toward the graveyard, on the other side of town, coming in, uh, other side of the street, coming into town was this man and a few of his disciples. And he stopped it. He stopped our funeral procession. I thought how rude that was. How disrespectful. Don't you know you're supposed to stop on the side of the road when this happens? But when you are about to stop the funeral altogether, it seems like it was okay. And so this man called my son back to life and lifted him up out of that casket. And my son is alive and he's well today. And we got to take in all the money that we were paying for the funeral. We got the money back and here's the money for my taxes. Now get out of my house. And Zacchaeus was amazed. This man who can heal a woman, give man, uh, another with his hands, give sight to a blind man, and with his hands to cast out all these demons and this evil of another person, and even with his hands bring back those who are dead. Zacchaeus thought about his own life and the ways that he's ill and the ways that he's blind and the ways that he has evil in his life and even has areas of his life where he feels dead. He could sure use a touch from that guy's hand. And I think that's the reason Zacchaeus decided it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what it looks like to anyone. I'm going to climb that tree and I'm going to see that man. I've got to see him. I've got to hear him. Because I want that touch too. I think that's why he climbed the tree. Is there anything at all in your life that keeps you from going to Jesus? Is there any excuse you've been making all these years for why you don't run up to him and get a close view? Is there any reason you're staying back from a distance and viewing him through the eyes of other people or, or just hearing about Jesus from other people? Is there anything keeping you from just running up as fast as you can and getting as close to him as you can? If there is, whatever it takes, it's worth getting a closer look. It's worth getting a touch from the master's hand. Whatever it is that you might have used for an excuse to stay at a distance, get rid of it. The time to come near is now, and he welcomes you to come to him anytime you want for the kind of healing that you need. And the one place you can find it is with the Lord, the one we call Jesus, the one that Nathan decided this morning he was going to put on in baptism, and he was going to say in front of us, Jesus is Lord, and we all agree. There's anything you need, he's the answer and he's here. And if you need to respond, make it known now as we stand and as we sing.